0: Well, glad to have y'all this morning. How's everybody feeling? Fantastic. Y'all sound good during worship. I'm, if it's your first time, I'm Matt, of the pastor here. If you're watching online, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm not preaching today because one of the things I love to do the most is to give people opportunities, whether it's speaking, teaching, uh, playing. I love, love, love to see other people stand in their gifts and their callings. And so today we're going to have that opportunity. So one of our small group leaders today is giving the message. Y'all give a nice warm welcome to Mr. Nathan Coles.
1: Morning. let me get settled in here I keep telling myself I'm not nervous I'm excited I'm not nervous I'm excited but it it really is an opportunity a great opportunity to be here and I'm, I'm really thankful for it um you know actually last time I was up here um I was being hollered at by two guys in leadership to eat more Oreos so that that's my experience being in front of people and on stage so but if that's the bar then i'm doing okay so but and i have preached quite a few messages this will be the first time i have an audience okay but honestly this is an act of obedience and i'm going to do whatever it takes to get through it even though my hand is shaking okay and i'm going to let this vessel be molded in the potter's hand okay and i'm really thankful for matt i know he believes in people and in me personally. To have another Christian man come belong, us alongside me, I'm truly grateful for that. And Matt also believes that one day, the Cowboys will learn how to play football. <laughs> now, you know, my wife said, make sure you tell a joke, you gotta make people feel comfortable. And the, the Cowboys was the first thing that came to mind. I can't get a better joke than that. No, honestly, I grew up watching the Cowboys when they used to win, so, um, okay, but on on a serious note, I'm not an experienced uh, speaker, I'm not going to pretend to be, I do have a message though, and this message is important, so I would... Just really don't want me looking at my notes distracting you or anything. Just listen to the message. Okay, okay and, and I've been through some very, very dark days, and this message is very, very difficult. Um, and truth be told, I'm not comfortable. And this is, this is Palm Sunday, and we're coming upon the time where Christ was in the garden, bleeding sweats of blood. he wasn't comfortable he was dying on the cross with nails in his hand and he wasn't comfortable so me standing here uncomfortable is okay so my prayer is that you are encouraged and challenged through this message and i'm going to give you a little bit of background and history about myself and i'm not going to hang out here too long because i don't want to lose you before i get to the essential part of this message I did grow up in a stable Christian household and was saved at a younger age and knew there was a calling on my life. In 2003, I moved from Texas to Southern California and got plugged in with Calvary Chapel. I really started to grow and understand the scriptures more than I ever have in the past. I was baptized on Huntington Beach by a pastor who came out of the Jesus Revolution, and that may sound familiar to you. I attended Calvary Chapel School of Ministry and started to develop a heart for the persecuted Christians around the world. I got connected with Voice of the Martyrs and, in, and actually went through their training and became the Southern California Area Representative for that ministry, which I would advocate for the persecuted Christians and promote awareness at different events in Southern California. I got the chance to travel to Cairo, Egypt a suit in El Isaiah, which was at the first, at that time, one of the only places that Christians could live with a lesser chance of persecution. And it's there, I got to minister to widows, orphans, families, and even going into an Egyptian prison and ministering to um, a few guys, three guys actually, that were locked up in, in Egypt. And that really was an amazing experience and a pivotal time in my life. And there are many details that I would love to share about how God is working in the hearts of the persecuted. But that's not the focus of this message. I'm going to have to tuck that away for a later time. The years following, I was faced with some trials and hardships which took me in a different direction. Fast forward six years, I find myself being admitted into a drug and alcohol detox facility in downtown Houston, followed up by months of outpatient therapy, just to be back in another rehab for 30 days and living in a halfway house. One year later, to the day, I'm dragged, literally dragged, into the exact same rehab just to be kicked out two days later for actions that even a treatment center will not tolerate, in the midst of all these trips to rehabs and treatment centers were trips to the emergency room with alcohol-induced medical problems such as acute pancreatitis. and certain details as to the innocent young lives that were severely impacted by my choices, I will not go into to- today lest I cannot complete this message. It's just, it's, sometimes it's just too burdensome just know that my decision significantly affected many lives i was then taken yet to another rehab and fortunately that would be my final one looking back over my life i can stand here today and say i've been to the bottom and i've been to the top god your love is never stopping how beautiful it is to be a redeemed child of god and a restored prodigal who for many years lived in addiction, leading to shameful sin that it can be difficult to understand. And it would just leave me in silence. In the midst of this spiritual battle, I was sifted like wheat, and it would be fair to say that I was defeated. But God, the one to whom I surrender now, will win the war. My wife has often told me, or at least, this is the way I interpret it. That's dangerous ground, right? (laughs) You have all this biblical passion and wisdom, life experiences, a a testimony of redemption that you just keep to yourself. You just sit there in silence. And her being so graceful in speech would say, Holy Spirit, don't like that. (laughs) Get... (laughs) Get on out of here and do something with yourself. By God's grace and mercy and the power of a praying wife, I'm doing something with myself. There's a time to speak and a time to be silent. Now is the time to speak. So, what happened? How does a believer in Christ go from sharing the gospel in a Muslim country, ministering, spreading hope, visiting and encouraging believers in prison to being hopeless within a prison of my own? I don't have all the answers as to why certain things went the way they did, why I was faced with unusual hardships, and why there was such difficult realities during this time. And oftentimes it's not what I don't know that concerns me, it's what I do know. And this is what I do know. That God caused all to come to repentance while there is still yet time. At this point, all the whys are irrelevant. I could spend the rest of my life chasing all the answers to the why. Or even pull the victim card and manipulate the narrative to make me look a certain way. The bottom line is I was faced with choices. I chose the path of bondage rather than freedom, and it led me away from my God and Savior. I also know this. During this time, I did not have a solid foundation in Christ to face the challenges that were beyond my understanding or beyond what I could handle emotionally. Pull up Luke 649. When I read Luke 6:49, I can't help but to see my reflection in this verse. But the one who hears and does not do them, that's obedience, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. I heard but was not a continual faithful doer. I am the one that heard but did not live out on obedience. Being only a hearer of the word is not enough to secure a strong foundation I did not lay the foundation that Christ tells us to lay, and the ruin of my house was great indeed. The irony is that I believe there was a firm foundation. I thought I was strong enough to handle these situations, and just the nature of that belief shows that I did not truly understand the gospel. I don't want to be misunderstood either. The foundation that I thawed, thought was laid had the appearance of being strong but until that foundation was tested there was no indication of how fragile it actually was i had to come to the point where i was completely broken and destitute of anything and everything that was of me and at that point i could rest in the one who fights for me are we only hearing are we only hearing the word today to have a solid foundation in Christ we must dig deep into our lives and give everything over to him what's a solid foundation what's digging deep what is everything I'll let you answer those questions submitting in obedience to the will of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our actions continually is my desire and it's what I'm striving for obedience and it's, it's, it's interesting to look back and realize I did not lose everything in this prodigal period of time, though. I did not lose believing in God. In fact, I've always believed in God. But believing in God is not the end goal. Believing in God did not set me free. Believing in God only made me a non-atheist I had to grow from believing in God to believing God, believe God is who he says he is, believe that he has done, is currently doing, and will do what he promises according to his word to place my full faith and trust in Christ, the author and finisher of that faith, believing that Christ's sacrifice for me has set me free from sin. It's in Christ we have life and life more abundant. It's in him we have freedom from the bondage of sin. It's in him we have the promise of eternal life. Also, I did not lose the opportunity to repent and turn away from that sin. The sin which separated me from God and my Savior. I'm going to go to Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. I have to absolutely surrender to my creator, God and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is an essential part of the life I live now to overcome pain, both emotionally and mentally. The sin of that I committed has been fully forgiven however the consequences of my sin have not been eliminated the path of destruction that was laid through my choices does not go away overnight or even years later but looking to and trusting in God to heal the wounds of the past will bring freedom even if I seek forgiveness and forgiven by the ones I've hurt there are is still so much pain. I live with a lot of pain. There's so much pain. But the irony is, is that pain is the fuel that drives me to my Savior. It shows me what I am capable of outside of Christ and where I would be without Him. Ephesians 2, 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. But God, two of the most simple but profound words I find in Scripture, but God. Chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, describe the problem. What's the problem? God came down, stepped in, and provided a beautiful solution to the problem. Verse 4 again, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By his grace you have been saved. We often use this contrasting word to tell the good news and follow it up with the bad news honey i really like dinner tonight but matt you know i really like this church but wife i know i made a covenant with you for life but Fortunately, God doesn't work like me, and I find this so encouraging. He gave us the bad news first, then we get the good news, and the good news wipes away the bad news. This is what I hear God impressing on me so deeply. You were dead in trespasses and sin and rebelling against me. You were carrying out the desires of the flesh, but I made a covenant with you. Because I am rich in mercy, because of the great love I have for you, I will never leave you or forsake you. I continue to chase after you and call you to repentance. Turn to me once again. Accept my free gift of forgiveness, freedom, and life. I'm going to start to close, just head towards a closing You know, during this time in my life, I justified or outright denied the problem because I was consumed with pain, anguish, hopelessness, loneliness, and was desperate to change the way I felt. And I don't have to die like that any longer. Now I can live. Also, I struggled to divine exactly what I would be considered during this period of time. Because I was a lot of things. My experience and story may not fit exactly into what a prodigal would be. But regardless of how it's defined or how I felt, I am either for him or against him. And there is no middle ground. You may be saying now, I'm really struggling in life. But God still loves you. I'm making terrible choices, but God still loves you. I'm in an awful place right now, but God still loves you. Or you don't understand my situation, it's different. And that may be true, but God does understand, and he will meet you where you're at. And God still loves you. You may be thinking, I have no idea what this guy is talking about. And God loves you, too. (laughs) I'm not your normal pastor, don't worry. (laughs) Maybe you don't relate to a prodigal. Maybe you've been on the mountaintop in the Father's house for as long as you can remember. Just know that every mountain has a valley. And know who your enemy is and know who your foundation is built on. Just as the prodigal son described in Luke, after his sobering up moment and clarity in his mind, he wanted to go back home. Like him, I wanted to go back home into the arms of my loving father. Do you need to run back into the arms of your loving heavenly father? My sin was deep, his grace was deeper. My shame was overwhelming. His mercy is overflowing. My hope was lost, and in him it was found. I'm going to close out with one final verse from Romans 8:38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things, nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you need prayer, if you need someone to come alongside you, if you need to repent and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, then today is that day. Today is the day of salvation. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Thank you.
2: We're going to stand and worship together for a few minutes, and I want to give people who want prayer an opportunity to come to the front. Uh, Nathan, would you stay and pray for people this morning? Nathan will be right up here. Um, There's other people in the front who will pray with you and for you, but if you need to make a commitment today, if you need to surrender, do it today. Don't leave here. Do it today. Um, uh, Let's stay and worship for a minute.
3: My soul sings, my soul sings, my soul.
2: decision would be for him and not against him in their complacency and their indecision and their running so come forward right now if you want to pray this morning stand in the gap for somebody
0: first started worshiping this morning, I thought about Nathan and what he was going to preach. I had no clue. And I was standing in the back, and I got opened up to a certain book in the Bible, and it's crazy how God works, because I feel like a lot of the time, and what I got out of this message, you'll understand, I say, create testimonies. But to create a testimony, you have to go through something. And a lot of that time, that something is so bad. It's scary, but testimonies are a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. They deliver us. They bring us the truth. They show us the light. It's like you can't have the good without going through the bad. There's always going to be a valley. Like I said, there's always a valley in the mountain range. So right here in James, it says, and it's uh, James chapter 1, it says, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be, I'm sorry, so that you may be be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It also goes on to say in verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So I just want to leave that with
2: Uh, y'all. I would like to dismiss with that. Austin, will you pray over our congregation and just pray that God would do that in them, that we would see that perseverance and that righteousness.
0: God, we come to you today. We ask you to use us as vessels in our normal everyday life, God. God, I pray that you help us persevere through the trials. Even when things look dark, even when things look gloomy, that you're there, God, because we know you are. God, we pray that you deliver us from any evil that is against us in our life, that you watch over us, that you make us humble, that you, realize, that you help us realize what love is, what true love is. God, I pray that you speak to everybody in this congregation this week, that you help them think, that you give them the wisdom, the strength, the, to fight that battle that they're fighting right now. God, I pray over all of us as we go into the new week, that you help us, that you deliver us, and you love us as we love you, that we know you are there, even when we cannot see you, even when we feel like we cannot feel you, you are there. God, we trust you. We love you. You are merciful. You are gracious. And you're amazing. And with that, I say amen.
2: Amen. Be blessed this week, guys. Thank y'all so much for being here this morning.